This is episode one, the first ever episode of the Make It All Better podcast. Enjoy. This thing is recording now, but I don't know. I won't know when. Yeah, but I won't know when it stops if it stops. Why would it stop? Things stop. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, that was plugged in. We're not going to have any problem with that. (laughs) Are you telling me your laptop might just stop on its own? No, like the recording software might. Oh, 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 oh. You know, sometimes it's like, it's just. That's long enough. Maybe it's like, it felt, it goes to sleep or something. Yeah. Hey, oh, you have some coffee in yours. Yeah, you, you were like, whoa. I was like, you were like, geez, can you leave me? I don't know if we have any more. Okay, we're not even, I'm going in. I'm going in live too, just like, you know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, do live. Yeah. I want to make sure that this thing is still recording because I, I am a little nervous about okay. it. No, it's, it is. Okay, good. It didn't stop. Perfect. We're going to leave all this in, by the way. Everyone has to hear all the. <laughs> well, it's our first one. Well, first one. We got to work at the kinks. The, this is the real deal. Okay, yours says live, so we are live. Okay, great. It would be nice if it kind of zoomed in. Can it zoom I in? Know, are we getting comments already? Yeah, I think we we're are. getting a comment. Somebody says zoom in. Yeah, we can. Yeah, listen, listen. We're we're working on it. Okay, this is called a WIP. This. Okay, work well, in progress. This is the old whip. Wow. Now now we're like now we're like <laughs> yeah yeah. Come on, but how are we supposed to talk right now? Yeah, I can't even look at you. First, <laughs> this is funny. We're both in the shot, but what is this Seinfeld here? <laughs> yeah. Are we staging for camera? I love how we have so much of the the AC unit is even showing at the very top up here, just to make sure. What should we do? Okay. Should we zoom in? Can you zoom in with the camera? I can't zoom in since it's live. Hi, right, Papa. But oh, I can. Wow. <laughs> Already looking good. Um. You said you also sent me all the topics for today's discussion. By the way, just so all the viewers out there know, my name is Justin Harder. I'm creative director of Cloud Studios. I'm also the illustrator direct, uh, designer of Cloud Studios and um, the Crockpot Extraordinaire. Thank you very much. I am with Miguel Wilson. He is an illustrator, designer. He was a toy designer for a few years. How many years, Miguel? Going on my seventh year. Seven years of toy designing and also two... I want to say two years freelance, or is it only one? No, no, no. Still my first year. First year freelance only. Yeah, I made the leap. Uh, let's talk about that for a second, because when I came out here, I came out to LA in 2011 as a as a freelancer, only freelance okay. in 2011. What a leap! After a after a full time job for seven years, and now you did six years and then one year. Right now, no, not even full completed one year yet. In my first year of freelance, it's like about seven months in. It's pretty up and down, isn't it? It is it, a roller coaster. It's a it's a roller coaster, man. I I'd say um, it's interesting because if you recall, I think we met up literally like one to two weeks within when I made the leap. Yeah, I think we went and got that coffee. We got coffee, and I wanted to meet up with you because I knew you were the stud all star that kills it in the freelance world. So I was like, hey, I'm jumping into this big pond. Uh, any advice you can uh, throw my way so I don't get eaten up? And that's kind of when it all started. And you remember what I told you? Yeah, you said. I said, don't do it. Don't <laughs> because I don't need any more competition. <laughs> that's right. It's a web right. of lies. That's right. No, but yeah, it's it's honestly been awesome because it, there's there's a give and take with everything. Where when you have that nine to five, there's the stability, there's the constant paycheck, you know, that's coming in. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, your your schedule is always more or less set for the majority of your day. Totally. You, you, you get more locked into having to force creative moments 
um, when you're working under someone else's clock and watch, like, you know, you have to be creative, you have to hit a deadline, which still happens when you're freelance, but I feel like when you're freelance, you have the freedom to um, create that schedule and find a better flow for yourself throughout the day and figure out what works for you and work, what doesn't and where you know you work better, what environments, when, you're, when you find the passion more. Um, all that is very more freeing, I guess, when you're, when you're doing uh, your own thing. And one pivotal and integral part that you left out about the freelance career is that it gives you the freedom to record podcasts at 4 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon on, on a Wednesday afternoon. Right. So, uh, that, you know what, the live thing? Maybe we just don't do the live thing right, right now. Yeah. What do you think? We want to try. You want to try to log on to the the class the class's living room with it. Be trying it again. We're going live now off the Wi-Fi connection. Just on your just on your phone. Just Wi-Fi off the old AT and T service, which shouldn't have said that because we're not sponsored. We're not spot. That's what you got to learn I about spot podcasts. We can't just throw big name brands out there. We can tell they pay us. But we can say <laughs> one name brand, Marvel on Target. There um, it is. There it is. Anyway. Uh, okay, but we were talking about freelance, but that's not where we wanted to start this conversation off. I sidetracked you because what we wanted to do is start at the beginning because you and I did something three weeks ago where we went down to Anaheim and yes. you helped me set up and you saved my freaking... Can we, we were allowed to cuss now, not really. Yeah, we can. I mean, unless you want the uh, old uh, kid-friendly tag on there. Ah, uh, maybe. Because it makes a difference. Maybe, maybe we could. Okay. Because we'll we, do, we do work in that routine. realm that both of us do, it's so why true. are we going to go Let's off the... Let's welcome everyone. Let's yeah. welcome everyone. Go, you, so, butts is we, not off limit. We worked our behonkuses <laughs> off. Yeah. At WonderCon in Anaheim. And if you guys ever been to WonderCon in, uh, in Anaheim, California, it was three weeks ago, maybe on the weekend. It's a three-day event. It's comic books. It's pop culture. Video games. Final mm-hmm. uh, Toys. Everything to do with the pop culture industry. It's not even really comic book shows anymore. They're not a comic book show. I don't. I don't tell people it's a comic book convention because they look at me like, you know. First of all, it's cooler to be a nerd now than ever was before. Right. And also at the same time, you see movies that come out that are quote unquote around the nerd industry of comic books, and you're like, yeah, but they dominate everything. It's all geared around the Marvel films and and everybody else trying to kind of keep up. But anyway, it's a pop culture con. You totally rocked it with me. I was so happy and excited just to be there because it's like a mini comic-con like you were saying it's it's the next craziest thing aside from comic-con which is a beast in itself but because uh, we got to hang out and not only uh, set up the booth and and talk to your fans but also uh, spend some time at disney which we'll get into later because we're huge fans of disneyland as well and trader sam's yep absolutely and uh but first and foremost this was a new experience for you, right, at WonderCon, because you had not yeah. had a full-blown booth yet at doing conventions. No, I never had the booth before. I only had the, the six-foot table, uh, two feet by six feet on a table, and then I would have like a little bookshelf behind me set up with some of the prints. But I this year, I, rem- I was not going to do this year, and then they, they, they kind of called me at the last second. They said, we have a booth open. Would you like to take it? And I said, ooh, Papa, 10 by 10 booth. What's the price? They gave me a good de- a deal on it because it was a little bit later. But then you have to get to making stuff and making sure that you have enough banners and graphics to fill up a 10 by 10 booth. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to dwell too long on it, but what ends up happening is that you spend a shish ton of money right. on the graphics, all this booth thing, just to make sure it looks good and presentable. Because I'm not going to roll in there like some amateur hour over here with tack-up signs, which I end up... <laughs> Luckily, thank goodness you we'll were there because you, 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 you tacked it all up for us. You were kind of MacGyvered everything. In fact, you guys don't know Miguel right here. What he does 
he was taking rubber bands, twisting them. He was using paper, paper clips. <laughs> it was bubble gum. At one point, I saw a hairspray can yeah. come out. I don't know what was Shoe going Shoelace. On. I mean, whatever we could get a hold of, you know, we'll make it work for putting things up. It was sick, man. But no, no. So going back to what you said, we actually had that conversation. I know, at, I want to say maybe it was a WonderCon years prior, how we said, you know, as an independent artist or even a freelance artist doing um, conventions, it's really... Um, you have to be secure with your work and what you do because like you said there's so many costs involved that people don't think about that add up if you want to see you want to seem legit you want to seem professional which we are yeah and the the reason we got some viewers tuning in oh, on nice. Instagram as well I was just so trying now, to make sure that the framing still I didn't want to run up your flow and completely screw up your flow dude. It's, it's, it's messed up now it almost cool. needs to have something <laughs> right here doesn't it like we need yeah, to get we need we'll to, get something for next time like a giant like Chewbacca life-size cutout or something fun yeah, that would be phenomenal. No, no, or yeah. a big old squints character. Who knows? We're gonna work it out okay. because. But this is how we should be talking, though. Right. We should not be side if by we side. if we both were like if we were looking like the Seinfeld thing where you're just kind of playing the camera. Yeah, be, no, I mean, it'd be too much. Anyway, no, this is yeah, better. This, okay. But yeah, what we're saying here is um, getting back into the train of thought. Oh, just, conventions, conventions, and artists. You're right. Like, I know for myself as well. Like, poly bags for the art prints, printing signs, banners. Even signage for pricing, if you will. Um, any little thing to make your booth look more cozy and wel welcoming for fans or people that want to just check out your work. Um, all that adds up. And you got to think about this on top of booth costs, on top of everything else. You know, is it worth it for me to put that time and effort and money in for, you know, what I'm getting back? Well, in, in, in you, you nailed it on the head where you say, is it worth it? You look at it from two, two, two areas of mindset. A, to get your stuff out there to a different market, mm -hmm. hopefully, to meet some folks that uh, it might make them happy. And that's why I've always yeah. done it and to, and to mm -hmm. make, see the smiles on people's faces. But on top of that, you it also, you do need to make money. I remember talking to somebody at Comic-Con, a guy that had a table across from me a couple years ago, and he said, hey man, if you're doing this for money, you're doing, you're not, you're not in it for the right reasons. And I go, well, I'm not not doing it for money. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like the biggest drop. Anyway, right. I don't want to get hung up on that. But what I what I wanted, wanted I to, to mention though is that you do have a running tab of the things in your head where you know you need to go. So you want to hit a number. You want to make sure to get your stuff in front of a lot of new people. And this year at WonderCon, I've seen from time and time again now the past two years. Each year, I love that convention. By the way, I love it so much, and I know you do too. But my goodness, it has turned into cosplay con, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with cosplay con, but Cosplayers, they don't go and buy all the all the people's artists Alley prints. They don't have any room to put it on their their costume. They yeah. got a they got a bikini on. Yeah. They got the wedge up the back door. Yep. They've got There's a giant nowhere to get put the book. They got a big big sword <laughs> happening. Back. Machine guns hanging off of them. Uh, oh. Where are you going to put a print? You're not yeah. going to put it anywhere. So that's what that, that's what hurts about like the artist alley is that you know that all those folks are just sitting there with the big puppy dog guys going. Come, 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 come by me. Come, come. No, no. And people are just yeah. walking right by, dude. Oh, yeah. It was a tough one this year. It was a tough one. We did all right. But with the booth, you yeah, know. I think the booth, I mean, it's nothing against Artist Alley. Artist Alley is great. There's a lot of fun. When I, Whenever I take a stroll down to Artist Alley, you see a lot of work. But there is something to say. I, when you do, I feel like make the commitment to get yourself a booth or relocate yourself to where you seem a little bit more alienated from and alienated is the wrong word you just seem more secluded from 
the the norm. There you go. So the normal flow, flow right? Totally. So because people are like, oh, what is this? You know, if you're this is, this is really something, this isn't is it? This is crazy. It's Mr. Toe's Wild Ride here uh, for oh, all the viewers, for all the thousands of viewers <laughs> online and millions watching in attendance. Let's get ready to. Probably I can't say that. Mr. Toad's final motor cars keep sticking to Miguel's glass here. Mm. Uh, let's trade it out, maybe. Yeah. Did it just cut us off? It cut, I'm going to try one more time. You know what? And I'm going to have a great... Mine just went off. Hold on. Nope, it's still recording. Perfect. Okay. See, it goes to sleep, but it can still record. Thank you guys so much. Again, if you're tuning in right now, this is Miguel and Justin. Make it all better. Uh, tune in every other Wednesday for the next couple months here as we get our feet uh, underneath us, our wings on our backs, and our whiskey in our bellies. Thank you very much. This is Justin Harder of Cloud Studios. I'm Miguel Wilson. You can find my work on cloudstudios.com. You can find Miguel's work at miguelwilsonart.com. Miguel so you went with the art at the end. Interesting. Uh, yeah. There must be another Miguel Wilson. That's right. There actually is one, and we're constantly in competition. I won't go too deep into it. No, I'm just saying in my mind. He is a suit designer, older gentleman. Okay. Respect to him. Uh, his is Miguel Wilson collection or something. He designs suits. So okay. there is another Miguel Wilson in the creative industry out there. Yeah, well, at least he's not directly in your same you know, field house. Right. You know. That's a nice thing. So um, interesting as well, you know, interesting that you find someone with your exact name that's close, not in the exact wheelhouse, but yeah. still, still putting out posts with obviously things he's designed. Sure, sure. I get it. So uh, we're trying this thing, guys, here. We have been buddies now for, I want to say, five. Four, four or five. Yeah. At least five. Yeah. We met at the cons. Uh, that's why I wanted to talk about the cons first because that's where we met. So, and we met at, was it, it was no, WonderCon was it LA. WonderCon no. or DesignerCon? Maybe it DesignerCon. Wow, those D-Con, that been, was at least five years. You've been quite a few cons. I know you even were, you used to go to the, was it Stanley Comic Con? I did to? that one twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever done that one? No. I heard, I heard it's gotten better. I, was that where you dressed up as Jack Burton? That's when I did Jack Burton. Okay. Yeah. You guys all see Jack Burton right here? This is... This is pretty much the man. Yeah. One he's of the, the best character. He's one of my favorite characters I've been planning on drawing in that little model sheet series I've been working on. Yeah, your John Wick post got so many stinking retweets and, and, and likes on Instagram, something like 50,000 gajillion likes. <laughs> You're like, there. hey, man, this is how uh, I'm just finally getting to your stats. I've never had 10,000 likes from <laughs> anything on a post. No, it was. What insane. are you talking about? This is who you need to do next. Yeah. Why are you even dicking around with anything else? I know exactly. Burton is next, and speaking of Jack Burton, we're going to see him on the big screen next month. Arc Monday. Light. Yep, Monday, thirteenth. Where was it at? ArcLight Cinemas, Sherman Oaks. ArcLight Sherman Oaks. Yeah. Oh, right there in the corner. Yeah, right up the freeway. Okay, gotcha. So, I'm going to backtrack to WonderCon because I did help set up, and it was a lot of fun, and it was exciting. I'd say for my on my behalf to even watch you get excited because you did have a really kick-ass killer new like pretty much whole wall banner you created thanks man yeah no it was yeah. great and that was a design pattern based off of the new line that's coming out as of right now as we speak uh, we have bed uh what is it bed game coming up right god you're good at this so let us know let everyone know that's tuning in the new print that you had on the wall for WonderCon, also the new blanket drop that was coming out that weekend and what's coming up now to this weekend i think that's good I don't know how you teed up like that. It's like you've done this before. You're, you mean you were an on-camera personality? I hope I. You know, I, I try my best. Okay. Well, it's good. Just, it's good enough for me, Papa. Okay. I like it a lot. Well, thank you uh, so much. Yeah. So that was the biggest snafu in our wonder conning is that we didn't get the blankets, and the blankets are here, right here in front of me. 
uh, around live podcasters listening, you can't see me hold things up and you're like, God, stop talking about things in, around mm -hmm. you, weirdos, because you can't see it. But guess what? We're on live uh, right here on Instagram. Instagram as well. So uh, we had Blankets, Marvel, and me, uh, our artist collaboration series uh, is coming out in bedding on Sunday. So I ordered 200 blankets to have shipped. And as you know, they weren't shipped to the proper location. Right. But we didn't know that at the time because we found out that somebody at WonderCon had signed for 200 blankets, which was 33 boxes, by the way. Something like that, yeah. Yes. And 33 boxes. So we figured, okay, there's six in each one. And long story, extra long, this was the funniest, most ridiculous game of who done it where is it i felt like a sleuth from the 40s yeah i know you were doing some serious detective work yes you were really hitting the the, the ground running because i was over here trying to twirly whirly things around banners while you went off and tried to find these uh these blankets for us and uh yeah and anyway we have them now i still have about i i have a few left on probably like less than 50 left here uh that i've been selling on my website um They've actually been going pretty good. I had to go get a bunch of like materials to send them out, you know, different packages and whatnot. But right, well, I mean, I would say I witnessed firsthand when I was there that first day WonderCon started. It seemed like a pretty pretty decent amount of people or a crowd came by. They already aware that you were gonna be selling some exclusive new stuff, and it yeah. was it was selling pretty quick when the con first started. I remember, and everyone was coming by as soon as they saw the blanket and they knew you had it available. They it, were going like hotcakes. That's, you know, I mean, they I mean, they move. They're gonna move at Target. Like they're gonna. I hope they move really well at Target. Yeah. I hope the display comes Sunday. I'm gonna be at, uh, gonna go to Target. Night. They open at 8 a.m. By the way, which is earlier than I thought. Target's opened. I thought it was at nine on a Sunday. Anyway, it's okay. 8 a.m. I'm gonna be at one to go check out the first display here at one in Culver City and okay. see how oh, that's they're presented. I'll have to check it out with you also to check. Yeah, you might need to come with because uh, yeah. we have a, we have an end game in the afternoon. We'll connect. Are that. you gonna do end? Are you gonna yeah, do end? Yeah, game? yeah, I'm gonna do end game. Yeah, but I'm we're doing bed game first. Bed game, then in game. That's correct. And then I will be going live. I'm gonna go try to go live. Not live. What am I? I'm gonna try to do more Instagram stories to try to from before the end game. No, no, no for bed game. Oh, for bed and game. For when I'm with you. So, so people can nice. enjoy and kind of see if they tune in and they listen to our podcast and they follow us. You know, there will be time to time when Justin and I are together and we uh, pop in on each other's Instagram stories. So I think that's fun to throw out there as well. I like that. But only if you dance. So. Oh, my goodness. Nobody needs to see Everyone's... me all the time. My face is too big on camera. It's so funny. Whatever, whatever I go, whatever I do with people that have seen me dance, it's always like, hey, you're going to dance? It's yeah. like, I, now I know how people feel when like, they Carlton. can sing, probably. Or, yeah, Carl. Yes, Carl. <laughs> or like, when people can sing, like, oh, you, you, you're a good We heard you could sing well. Will you sing right now for us? Oh, yeah, sure. Give me a mic. Hey, you're, you're a funny joke. I tell a joke. Yeah, tell the joke. Tell dance, the joke. Dance. <laughs> That's how oh. it is with dancing. Oh, I do. I, I remember this, this time at an ad agency about... 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, I was at, at agency 15 years ago and they wanted, they had this project they wanted me to, maybe even 20, no, it was probably 15, right after school. Anyway, one of my buddies was the creative director and he wanted me to be like this character in a campaign. I didn't act or anything, I don't really act, but I was like fine on camera. Oh, you if act. You put, if you put me on camera, I'll be fine. I'll be, okay. You know, I'll, I'll basically be myself. Right. Actually, it's always like a, a heightened version of, yeah, of turning it on. Yeah, which is my favorite guys like Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Do you really think they can act? Probably not. They're just themselves when the camera's on. That's what the move is. Yeah, I mean, they can get the heartfelt moments if they need them. Right. And they can. Owen can bring it. Vince can bring it. But for the most part, it's just their personality. It's So, anyway, one of the guys wanted me to be this 
kind of a schlubby dude coming out of an RV, always cheering for sports, like out in this, like, like, like he's always tailgating, getting drunk, and it's like a beer thing, but also, I don't know what it was for. Anyway, he goes, hey, man, do it right now in front of everybody. I'm like, eh, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll do it when you put it on the camera. Just when we get the set, I'll do it. And then right. I realized that's why I couldn't do that that industry because you are that's when you do it yeah and i don't know i was so adverse to doing it then it was almost like i didn't want to give him what he wanted at right. the time i'm like no no you shut your mouth i'll i'll do it when i want to right i'll do, you know what i'm saying I'm like i'll turn it on when i want to turn it on dang it you know it's funny you say that because recently i was just thinking about well, obviously with endgame about to come out in the premiere with all the actors and everyone and i was watching some of the red carpet with robert downey jr and, and how fast he the moves man. The man, the fast he moved to sign autographs and people were trying to take pictures of him and stuff. And, you know, he, he signed some and got inside or whatnot. But I was just thinking, wow, like, we honestly don't know what it is like, though, where, like, probably everywhere you go, someone now is going to want that selfie or want you to say maybe a line from a movie that's famous or take a picture, sign an autograph. We just had a taste, like what you said, what, what you do and me in the dance days. It's like, yeah, you kind of always have to be on or be... People are always their first time experiencing you or experiencing meeting you in person. They're going to want that, what they fell in love with from you. Well, that's the convention. You know? That's a convention. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. You hit it right on the head. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is convention life. You can't be back behind your at, table. At least, yeah. At least the like convention Like a little hermit like a, all bundled up. You're ready, though, croissant. for those three days. Like, that's have, right. But we did talk about, that's a good segue into the type of fatigue you get from convention life because... Most of the time, people don't understand that uh, if you're an independent artist, too, you're setting up your own booth. You know, you're trying to get something to eat, but you still want to have time to talk to everyone. You're selling your yep. merch. Yep. You're constantly on. You, you know, people want to meet you, and they come meet the, the, the character, the fun, you know, go-lucky Klaus's crockpot guy right now. Sure. So you have to have that on 24-7. You can't, they can't come to your booth, and you're just like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Buy something. Yeah, because you know, there are artists it, like that too. It, <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. If you, because we do these things like where you do a live feed, or you might do my classes crockpots or my classes corner, I'll talk directly to camera. If you figure out how you want to be, uh, how you want to present yourself, if you're comfortable with how you want to present yourself, then I feel like it's not too much of a of a because you are putting yourself out there in the first place, you know. We're the ones that go and video ourselves for yeah, different yeah. segments. Right. A lot of artists don't do that. They don't. You know, they wouldn't do that. They would just film their screen or whatnot. But or, yeah. I like doing it because I like to have that interaction with people, especially for the crock pot, where I like to get away from the designing and away from the illustration design and talking about this, that, or the other, and just kind of mess around with something. Maybe we can make something good. But yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you can't just sit there and be like, hey, nice to meet you. Thanks a lot for coming by today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I really appreciate all of your... <sighs> yeah. They're like, that guy was the worst. What a faker. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and they would. I, I would say on air, I've told you this before too now, that like you are one of the ones that kind of helped push me in that direction where I always felt that, um, you know, I grew up in the acting and, and the entertainment industry, dancing and all that. And I was always more hesitant to like, ah, do I want to film myself more or should I be talking to the camera as much as I do at times? And you and I had a conversation to where it's one of those things like, you know, why not? If you're able to do it and you're comfortable on camera and you have a good time and others respond to that, I mean, it seems like a positive on top of a positive, you know? So what you're saying is I'm, I'm the one guilty. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Uh, <laughs> you're putting it all on me right now. No. <laughs> no. no. I understand. No. Right. Yes. A thousand percent. You know, like I, I, it was yourself and a few others I've, I've talked to where 
with me at least to start posting little things, tidbits here and there. It's almost a glimpse kind of into your personal life when you, you, you record videos of yourself or this is what I'm doing today. That's what it is really. Yes. Is you're showing people what you're doing throughout your day or you're sharing with them a moment of your day. But, and people like that. But I would say even with uh, your stuff and my stuff, um, crazy. I would say that I can't do it every day, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's like it, There's just moments where I go, I, you know, and that's probably with any of the listeners out there. With with anything that you truly feel passionate about, I don't know if you can do it every single day, regardless. You know, right? There's all it's what was the old line? You know, everything in moderation, including moderation, says Papa the Bear, nevermore. You know, there it is. I read in this book. Uh, what book was it? Oh, it was my Orbiting the Giant Hairball book, which I love. It's called Orbiting the Giant Hairball by Gordon McKenzie. A man who worked at Hallmark for fifty some odd years, forty some odd years. He was an illustrator at first a little bit, but then he became this uh, this p- position where he coined himself like creative or- ortho- orthodox, creative paradox, something like this, okay? Okay. Basically where he was, he, he kind of shunned the work, but he had people come and talk to him. He just listened and he told people their ideas were good. People got very disgruntled, you know, in, in any kind of corporation, and he would listen to their their situations. It's almost like a therapist. It's, he almost was like a therapist. That's but what then it sounds would, like. Yeah. Then he would go in and he would throw different workshops and everything. And he had a line that, my goodness, I can't remember for life maybe where I was going at all with this thing. But I wish I I did. Where the heck was I going? Well, we were talking about that um, people like ourselves in the industry go live and we share parts of our day ah, and I we said everything in moderation. Yes, yes. The line was that he said, you don't listen to somebody that shouts, you always listen to somebody that's quiet. The, you know, that's the, so the shouting person over and over, by and large, you will tune out. The quiet, the quiet individual. Yeah. What'd they say? Exactly. You go, yeah. oh, they, now they're choosing to speak. What are they speaking about? I want to know. Shh, don't disturb them. Yeah. Guess what? It works. Mm-hmm. You know? You ever felt that like you go into a meeting, you get taken dif- differently if you wear glasses? I mean, I know this is pretty. Uh, yeah. This is pretty s- standard stuff here, but I mean, it is totally the truth. Especially with me, I'm kind of coming in there six four, looking all like, hey, hey guys, <laughs> how you doing? Tight shirt, tiny pants, and big old funny Jordans on, you know? Like, and then all of a sudden, I bring in some glasses, and they go, oh, what's 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 Justin saying today? Is it Klaus or is it Klaus? You know, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's a fascinating, it's different true. dynamic. I mean, it's, it's and then sometimes you don't talk as yeah. much, and you let them do all the things. Well, yeah, I think it all know. comes down to like what we said in moderation and balance. Because I just had this conversation with another friend of mine a few days ago about social media and how you know there's some people out there that enjoy YouTube um, videos when they come on a daily basis. Some people look forward to watching people review things, or you know if if there's that consistency. I know when I get up today, I'm gonna watch my little news update from so and so. And then there's also I agree it's, with you. I, I take your approach where it's like I am not posting every single day, like every hour of the day. Bow bow bow. Here's what I'm doing. Then I'm doing this. Then I'm doing that. I, I like your approach to where yeah I do post and share quite a bit when I when I have that content, um, but at the same time I don't try to oversaturate that way when I do post people will be like well he's usually doing something pretty fun or entertaining let me check it out yes good 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 yeah yeah I've yeah that's a good that's a good way to handle it where they're excited to see what you do as opposed to hit the old so tap the old four, right button four, or right, just right. flip yeah. over to the side or whatever it is right, right? right. so uh, I totally hear you there okay. 
So at this point in the conversation, I want to make sure that everyone, all the listeners know, all the thousands and the millions were everyone millions tuned uh, in worldwide is that this podcast is our first one. It's called Miguel and Justin make things better, okay. make it all better, make it all better, make it all better. That was yeah, that was That's the original title. It is much better. Uh, Miguel and Justin. Miguel just made the title better by actually correcting Justin and make it all better. That is <laughs> correct title. <laughs> uh, we are recording in Santa Monica, California on Wednesday. Five o'clock, four fifty on the dot. Four fifty on the dots right now. Okay, so we talked about WonderCon. What I wanted to bring up to you. Go ahead. But wait, wait, before you do that, I have one more WonderCon tidbit. Okay. I think it's worth it. Okay. To to, to bring up, (laughs) that is, we we kind of we we went quickly over the the whole debacle with the the blankets missing and we had to find them right. But there is one. I didn't dive too. We don't want to dive too deep there. I, I get it. But there was one part of the story that I feel is worth sharing, which is. When we finally got made some headway and we thought that they were going to be in this secret hiding facility that uh, the convention center had, like, you know, in the, in the bowels of, its, of the building. And we were mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to go find these there now. Because these boxes had been missing now for hours. And we, like Justin said, were doing detective work everywhere we went. We ended up going to this area where this literally, like, this guy was like Jerry Lewis security guard takes us back into this area, right, yeah. with with another employee. Yeah. And what was funny is that it was kind of like out of a movie where the deeper we got into this private caged area, the more and more we were, like, in this underworld from a movie where we were getting surrounded by different people, different workers, dirty looks, and we were kind of like, uh-oh, we're not in... We were unwelcome. Yeah. We were unwelcome, <laughs> to, to say the least. I mean, when we came in there, I also think it was close to closing time. So they it. even were, were were more interested in what we were doing there because all of a sudden now we were holding them up. Mm-hmm. And so we go and find this woman who was just flowing. This woman was just ready to be done with us, sitting down in a chair. She had stacks of stacks of manila envelopes. We're I talking just about that, that classic factory yeah, it, type of environment. This was like uh, a environment perfect that, set for a movie, right? It totally was, yes. Even the multiple, like... It was basically Pages. a broken down uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Ark of the Covenant scene. It was broken down that. When they go to put yep. it away, it was that room. Yep. And the cages. There was the like cages, cages of boxes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like random cages. And then they and, showed up. And when we say surrounded, we're not talking Zombie about employees. like, we're not saying like 15 to 10 feet. I mean, literally someone was like, took a seat right behind you. We're like, they could have probably touched your shoes with their shoes, right? Like surrounding us, like one person length away. We were inquiring about a package that... <laughs> They didn't know even existed. They had not gotten a delivery. There was a big snafu. And right now it was chum in the water because these employees showed up all around us and they were coming close. And I looked over Miguel and all of a sudden him and I got back to back like Tango and Cash. <laughs> yep. These guys were coming in close. They were really getting under in, their, you know, in our inner space. My little radar was beeping going off. If I was a car, it would have been beeping because these guys are up on my blind side here. Mm-hmm. Our girl, luckily... Let's call her Susan. Forgot her name. Actually, it might have been Susan. I think it was, but she was amazing. That's hot. She was great. Total old babe. Old this, babe. This babe goes, <laughs> she's all babed out. She goes, listen, guys, stick with me. And I go, whatever you say. Well, I can get married to you if you want me to. Yeah, it's she, not a big deal. First of all, talking about Susan, she came out of, no one wanted to help us the whole day. Nobody. But she came from like a cloud of smoke. Like a ninja and was well, like, perhaps I could be of some assistance. Yeah, see, we were the <laughs> annoying guys that said, guys, you have the packages. And they were the ones at, at the WonderCon helping folks. I forgot their Freeman, name. Freeman. Freeman. Freeman said, we don't have the package. We go, somebody signed for the package. We have it from FedEx. They signed for it. And they go, we don't. Stop telling us our business, you couple of punks. And we're yeah. like, that's it. 
We talk to I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything to you, but I'm not going to be very happy about it. Yeah. So this Susan came out of nowhere and she goes, "Hey guys, what would you say?" And we're like, "Whoa, somebody's actually talking to us." And she said, "Oh, well, there is a room. There is a room." Which no one told us there was. Right? Nobody told us a room where they held packages and there were the Raiders of the Lost Ark back mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And we go, "Well, it's Holding Bay Four. We didn't know about Holding Bay Loading Bay Four. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Loading Bay Four. We grabbed our knapsacks. We grabbed our flashlights. <laughs> yeah. I, I hopped I on my BMX. Yes. Put you on the back pegs. Miguel bunny hopped. He, I had it was in the back of the crate there. <laughs> I was holding his shoulders. Susan was in the basket like E.T. Yep. Off we went to Loading Bay 4. Mm-hmm. And then we, when we got there, guess who we encountered? Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. First, literally himself. tell the story. The Hispanic Jerry Lewis. I want this documented anyway. All right, all right. So we were going to go back now. When we first got to Loading Bay 4, just glass doors. Glass doors. <laughs> Thick glass doors. As you look through the glass doors, about a six-foot-tall ceiling. I probably wasn't going to fit my ass in there. <clears throat> you look over the side, they had the Employee of the Month. They all lined up. You know, they had the Employee of the Month kind of framed out with all their faces. <laughs> and everybody's like in their suits. Everything was tan. Everything was tan. Dreary. You get the point. The lights above were kind of flickering. Anyway, here comes Jerry Lewis out of the fog, kind of shuffling towards us. He had the key ring around the, the belt. <laughs> he got the tie on. He's got the night stick in the, in the loophole there. It was 5.50. Maybe they closed at 6. It might have been 4.50 and they closed at 6. It doesn't matter. Whatever it was, he didn't want any of it. He, he was Susan done. knocks on the glass door. Jerry Lewis looks through. He says... No, no. First he, he's like, no. He looked at us and he just waved his finger. No, no. Can't hear. He looked at his... He kind of tapped his ear. Goes, like, can't hear. <laughs> can't hear. Can't hear. And we're like... Can you hear us? And he goes, can't hear, can't hear. And we go, yeah, well, you just responded to saying, can't, can you hear us? So you yeah. can clearly hear us. Next move, go, Miguel. What was the next move? Next move, Susan is like, can you please open the door then so I can talk to you since you can't hear me? And he keeps going, can't hear, can't hear, points at a voice box that's outside the door, which we all took as, oh, okay, maybe there's a button on the voice box so he can't hear us. Makes sense. Susan goes over, tries working this voice box, no luck. It's yeah. not working. So she's showing yeah. him that it's not working. This yeah. isn't working. I'm trying. Through it. the Go glass on. door, we're telling him intercom's not working. There it is. Well, Jerry Lewis then decides. <laughs> he goes, pretty much he kind of makes his face like he's he's going to relent. He goes, fine, kind of thing. Opens the door. He comes out. He opens the door up. He opens the door up. He comes over to the intercom. He shows Susan how to work the yes. intercom. Like, you know what? That is so hilarious. We didn't even really think about the time that his his next mission was, I'm not going to see what they want. I'm going to walk out and show them how to use the intercom. <laughs> so they can so then they could talk. Back inside. <laughs> so, oh, it's so good. So he comes out. He shuffles over, triggers the intercom, and then... We've all realized at the exact same time that the door is slowly closing behind him and it closed and it closed all of us out. All of us out. It locked us out. And Justin and I looked at each other and, and we both thought the same thing. We were like, is, did, we, did he just lock himself out yeah, of this did room? Did he just lock himself out? Because now that I think about it, he didn't have he didn't have keys. Did he have a key? He had a key. He had a, like a swiper card, I think, or something. Okay, okay. Because he didn't, yeah, I don't know what it was. The door closed. He's locked out. And the face that he makes, it's one of these kind of things. Oh, oh, oh. The eyes go big. His mouth kind of drops down. You know, he's probably around, he's probably, uh, like, he's a cute old man, 70, 70s, 70. I would say he's yeah. in the 70s. Yeah, he's a sweet, he's a sweet man. And this move was hilarious. Closed himself out. Keys, I guess. I guess the key still. I guess he just worked the key. I guess is what happened. Yeah. But no, Susan, the babe down. She, Susan, she laughed as well. She, she thought goes, he locked out. We all giggle a little bit because we all just realize that we're you know not going anywhere here. And 
she goes, oh, did you just lock yourself out? She's <laughs> so real sweet. sweet. So yeah. sweet to it. So sweet. Yeah. And he just like, then the, the giggles come. And he's like, oh, oh no, no, no. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, it didn't matter what we needed or what, what we were trying to do. He just let us in after that. He let us in after that. And he actually brought us right to the pit boss. Yeah. And that's, and at that, that point, he realized that it made, he goes, he goes, ah, oh, you know, this is, I can kind of see like the gears working here. He goes, you know, I kind of flubbed that a little bit. Let's just, let's just bring him right all the way in. You know? <laughs> let's so take him all went, the way it, to the head boss. It went from not talking, can't hear you, can't hear you. Okay, pointing to the intercom. That didn't work. Going to the intercom outside, locking himself. Then he goes, you know what, forget it. Let's just go right to the boss. So, you know, the security there at the, at the Anaheim Convention Center might be a little suspect. <laughs> it might, it might, uh, might be a little suspect there loading bay four. You know. We get back to the pit boss. We're surrounded. Back-to-back Tango and Cash style. The best, the um, best analogy I you punched, made of the I day. punched a guy. Yeah, the best analogy you made of the day was literally it was us and Thriller getting surrounded by zombies. I was it, about you were about to turn around at me and I was going to have that. It was going to be that shot where I just yeah. fade off into the distance and start dancing. I thought I'd been I thought I'd thrown under the bus by you. I thought you were going to turn to Michael and yeah. I was the girl. Yeah. Really, is what happened. That's what was going to happen there. I'm like oh, Miguel, oh. Miguel, we should get. It. I go and you go. I need you. Yeah, to start dancing. So that was fr- that was frightening. The great, the best part of the story though is it's that not, it's not done connecting. Yeah, huh? The best part of the story is that the whole day, people said, "Oh no, there's nowhere we we hold packages or boxes. There's nowhere in the school convention center for like three hours." And yeah, I dude. And then we went back there, and the pit boss lady were like, "What's over there in that cage?" And the pit boss lady's like, "That's where we hold packages. We don't know <laughs> what where they're supposed to go." <laughs> That's where we have the thing that we haven't told you about all day long. It's right there. Thank you. Uh, oh boy, what a mess. So that kind of concludes. I mean, so that's, that's WonderCon. Yeah, that, that's where I wanted to go over WonderCon. That's, that's WonderCon, and we and we knocked it out, and then we hit up. Uh, oh, I got to hang out and spend some time too with your awesome parents. Shout out to them, by the way. Very nice. They yes. are great people and a lot of fun to always be around. I had met them before, and they're always a good time. Your dad is hilarious and is the, just. What is Big D? Yeah, Big D and, and my mom, they you know, they come out and they wanted to they wanted to do well, I asked them if they wanted to do a day or two or three and it turned out I might need more help. So we ended up deciding on three days and um, you know, we we get exhausted. It was exhausting, man. Yeah. Uh, well, they have a blast doing it. We have like a blast said, doing it, they, but at the same they, time like they talk to everyone <clears throat> who comes by, you know? Yeah, well they're so proud, they're so excited to share in the the joy when people come by to, to get certain things and are excited about it. You're gonna there you go. Oh, I see. You're gonna wait for it to be on live right there. To pour it <laughs> up. No uh-huh. one's in yet. Got a, got a little bourbon there. He's just, gonna pour this down. Just a little. Just a little. Uh, yeah, the folks, the folks love it, man. The folks love it. So we did that. They love you. We had a great time. Thank you, thank you. And um, then the, the other, we did take a quick. We'll just we'll glaze over this. We did get to get a chance to go to Trader Sam's. Not Trader Sam's. Picked out, picked up some new tiki's. If if anybody listening has ever been to Trader Sam's, then uh, we are friends because yeah. that spot is iconic. Well, the, well, That's well, a legend. Luck was on our side. That's that a night. legendary was hang. The luck was on our side. There was a line out there the whole night across the board. But when we got there, we just walked right up and got our outs- the best outside seat. I feel like yeah. couch couched it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a massive line for that spot all the time, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And then now they're gonna have. Uh, Star Wars Land opens up like in a month. Here we go, I'm getting some people. Like in three, like in three weeks. Yeah. Are you going? I'm going to try to make it in there. Oh, you're so full of baloney. You're gonna go. You already know you. You. I mean, you're, I'm gonna try to make it in. You're gonna be <laughs> Club 33 the first day. You're so full of it. You're gonna be at the Secret Club in the Millennium Falcon. Falcon Club. 
Maybe. You, you and you and Han, you dude. You me. and Han Club. Yeah. So it's got a club solo. It's a singles meet and greet. That'd you be pretty me. hot, actually. You That's a good idea. Don't take it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it. It's mine. Remember the competition here. Come on, come on. Don't take it. Don't take it. These things are these things are trademark. Yeah. That would be pretty sick, though, if you think about it. If there was a, a secret club inside of Millennium Falcon. So why aren't they going there? They could be. There could be. Okay, Mr. Club 33. Why don't you tell everybody about how you get to Club 33? And if the viewers and the listeners don't know what Club 33 is, Disneyland has a private members-only club. All right. In in the Haunted Mansion uh, area of New Orleans, in That's it's right. Adventureland. That's no, right. It is Adventureland. No, no, no. no it, it, it's New Orleans Square. New Orleans yeah. Square. So, so the history with it is in the 60s. I want to say late 60s. Walt wanted a private kind of restaurant in the park where he could take you know vips and execs and people that he'd like to treat and talk to and have meetings with so he created this club 33 um i may have the historic dates a little on or off i'm, I'm not sure but i heard that by the time they finished fully creating it he had passed so he didn't really get to enjoy it by the time um it was all done but uh for now like what i do know is um it's become more than just a restaurant now um if you're a member and you go with a member, there's actually a new lounge area they opened up, which is brand new as of since, I want to say, like around 2012. Don't quote me on that either. might be a little older. But it's there's a lounge area now. Before and, you get to the actual yeah. restaurant. No, no, no. It's there, Well, there, it's together. There's When you go into Club 33, there's a lounge that you go past, kind of like a wine cellar area. And then there is... Um, on the other side of it, there's actually the restaurant where you can have dinner and a meal and whatnot and drinks. But... Um, yeah, I. Whenever I tell stories or I do the, a podcast, I leave the host's name, uh, you know, private, just because uh, we don't out of respect for him. Don't want a bunch of people contacting this guy or hitting him up because he's me. the man. It's me. Just so you know. Yeah. So that's right. Uh, <laughs> Club thirty three membership. But yeah, I I've got to this go is, a this few is times a, now. This is a buddy of yours. Buddy of mine. And you've gone a, a few times with this guy. Yeah. And uh, somehow I haven't gotten the text. I haven't gotten the text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I, I mean, to, you think that I'm going to have this podcast and I just put you right on the spot? This is right. called the Spotcast. <laughs> Papa's going to put you on the spot because I haven't gotten a text message. And if you send it to my phone number, I would know. But I, you haven't. Well, we're supposed to go to Disneyland. Okay. That's the first things first. First things first, got to go. we got to go. we got to make a lap. Okay, call. fine. Make yeah, we probably need to figure out if we can even do this thing together. Yeah. What but about if our next one, our next podcast is, live from, is from Disneyland? Yeah, we'll do it with like... Your, can you, can you do, do that? that? We could probably figure out a way to do that. You're asking. I like that you kind of directed it towards me. Like I have the power. Like, can you do that, Miguel? Can you make it happen? <laughs> we make it all better. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm wondering about with your power now. I've seen you. I've seen you at Disneyland. It has been. It's been. It's been a couple times a week. It's well, maybe for the spring. <laughs> You've been about four times in the past month. I've been. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But when you do art drops, this is pretty cool because I've seen people online do this. Uh, yeah, yeah. These let's art talk drops. About it. Let's talk about and uh, an art drop, y'all. He's bringing original artwork, linking it through social media to you guys out there, and putting it somewhere, and it gets picked up pretty, pretty quick. stinking quick pretty for you. Quick. Amazing. I mean, it's 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 very humbling and amazing to me that I will say I've done about five art drops now at Disneyland. Obviously, all different occasions. Um, I only do one a day usually, but. Um, I've done quite a few now, and majority of them, I'd say four out of five of them, I've gotten response back to people that contact me after they find it, and it's usually within the long. It's usually within an hour. The quickest. That's has, impressive. The man. quickest has been within. That is impressive. The quickest has been within like two minutes. 
Um, I don't understand that. I had one person, and and you know what it is, the power of social media? Maybe someone isn't at the park that that follows me, that saw me post it, but they know someone that is, and they'll say, hey, this guy, artist I like, just drop this. Go get it for me. I know you're at Disneyland today. That's happened to me as well. They're like, oh, my mom was in line at Splash Mountain. I told her to get out to run to go get your print. I think that's definitely what happens, for sure. And there's the, and then and it can't take away the fact that it's great for artists too because there's people that have found it and have become a new follower fan. They're like, I thought this was cool. I picked it up, and on the back I always put all my social media handles and say like, congratulations, you found free art. It's, you, it's yours to take. I'd love to know who found it. You know, here's where you can find me. Yeah, yeah. And so they'll 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 find it and then they'll hit me up like that as well. It's called the Six Degrees of Miguel Wilson. That's that's the second name for it. I like to call it. When somebody can <laughs> find you and find the art within two minutes, bro. That is nuts. That's insane, right? Yes. Oh, it's losing juice. Yeah, We're losing I mean, juice. I mean, it's power now. We're using losing juice I'm because sorry. because it's going through the the uh, service no, provider. No, 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 no. Like my We're phone just, is dying. Like it's the battery. stopping. It's oh. stopping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me make sure that we don't have stoppage on no. this too. Yeah, no, we're good here. Yeah. Um, beep pop, beep pop, beep pop. Too bad because we have quite a bit of people now. Usually, what's the usual podcast? About an hour and a half. About an hour. We're gonna go four. Okay, that's that's what we like to go above and beyond. <laughs> I probably mentioned it. You're gonna <laughs> now. I'm only up, probably. I'm only gonna talk like this now. Hey everybody. Huh? Hey, welcome back to Justin and Miguel. Like, first of all, can we talk about how big of gentlemen we are? Because whenever I say the title, I say Justin and Miguel make it all better. Whenever you say Dude. the title, you say Miguel and Justin make that's it right. all better. That's right. True, true chivalrous gentlemen here. To us. So, to us. You know what I call that also? Consideration. Should consider respect and manners, which is lacking nowadays, right? Thank I mean, you. <laughs> yes, it is. Can we get into this right now? Yes. I'm yeah. going to touch upon it briefly because I don't want to say negative town. No, but did I be- the considerate party, you got Republicans, you got Democrats. Where are the considerates? Okay? <laughs> you know what? I could run it for crying out loud. You could, it just, it comes down to the smallest things. It's so funny. I'll Being be out here speaker. in LA, I'll be your speaker I hold the door open for one person. They go, well, thank you. You must be from Texas. Yeah. I go, my God, I am from Texas. How did you even, <laughs> it just isn't, it's not known. It's funny you said that because I was on a run earlier today and I was running by this uh, elderly woman and I gave her just a wave and a nod and, and she seemed so like almost thrilled and like kind of outraged that like someone, a stranger waved and said hello to her. People, people because are, you made an effort. People make no efforts, and it's mm-hmm. like it's okay to say hello, say thank you, hold the door open, you know, be kind. But do you say hi to people like that often? With, I, I, I try to. I try to make it a point. You know, when I try to make it a point, the times I don't feel like doing it. If that makes sense, because when you're on a high and you're having a good day, it's easy to be friendly, right? Yeah, that's actually when, true. Yeah. When I kind of don't feel like doing it, like if I'm kind of like, uh, I, I feel like these are the moments probably now when I need to try to really say like, hello, how are you? Be friendly. Sometimes, you, you, and you know what? Most of the time now, you get people that shut you down or don't really take it the right way, and they try not to let that bring your own your own energy down. You know what I mean? Have you gone with a full on hello and not gotten anything? Yes, I have. You know who I did that to and didn't get anything back from? Who? Harrison Ford. Really. Well, that kind of seems expected. Isn't he kind of like that? Like I that? had a great move, though. He was coming right out of this door. I knew he was in this this uh, this shop because I stalked him all day. No, I saw him go in with my buddy. Okay. We were at coffee across the street. We saw Harrison Ford go into this oh, yeah, shop. Yes. Okay. And the shop across the street has windows in it so you can see. And we go, 
That's him. Yeah. So we already done with our coffee. Yeah, right. I chugged the whole thing. And we walked over towards the store. And he came out. And as he was coming out, I said, he came out and it was perfect. He looked so cool. Black shirt, tucked in, cool jeans, sweet hair, perfect movie star face. And uh, he held the door open. He kind of pushed through the door. And I held the door open. And I go, howdy, Harrison. Like that? Nothing back, dude. Nothing back. I don't know if he heard. Maybe he heard. But he just didn't want to say anything back. But this is rough. Well, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if he heard. It's funny we're diving into this now because I just was saying earlier that I was all excited because you saw Michael Keaton recently as well, right? Yeah. Well, and I he, hang out with a lot of really famous. I mean, apparently, old yeah. This, movie stars. this you're always around a lot of movie stars. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I told they don't you, ever talk. That don't they don't say bye bye. Yeah, hi, but back you're to around. Me. So Put I, them there. I yeah. will say that I. Um, just, I hold off now approaching any stars or celebrities, if you will, or because I was the biggest fan of Nacho Libre since that movie came out. Loved the movie. Jack Black was hilarious in it. Jables. And then yeah. when I met him in person, just completely let down. He Told shut you me. down. Shut me down. Was it out in public? It was in comic at Comic Con. This I can understand if you're at Whoa. a restaurant with your family, if you're out in public. Dude, you're at the nerd convention capital of the world. You're at San Diego Comic-Con. Someone might come up to you and ask for a pic or yeah, I don't, say I don't. hello. So I was a little disappointed in that. He kind of tainted like my – it just really put a damper on like, you know, I don't want to approach anyone because, again, I love that movie. I thought he was hilarious. And when you meet someone in person and they're kind of – they act like that, you're like, dang, like – it's a lot different than the character they play portray. I'm uh, surprised when you're out in public in that kind of situation. Only 150,000 people, right. and you can't take a picture with uh, Miguel Wilson, where you know that the man's going to make it all better for you. Exactly. No, I don't understand why you couldn't do one, especially so, if you're by yourself. I will shout this out. The next day, I was hesitant. Now, this isn't oh, obviously as crazy. Uh, I guess I will say, like, not as huge as a star. It's safe to say. No disrespect. But I got a picture with someone I grew up watching on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was uh, Jason David Frank, Tommy Oliver. He was the Green Ranger and White Ranger. He uh, had every reason to shut me down. Actually, he had just got off a flight and he had his luggage with him. And I'm, I'm in this mode where, and he got to the con though. He was at Comic-Con. He had all his stuff with him. He was going into one of the booths he was going to be at or something. And he had just gotten there and I was like, man, I don't know. And my friend was like, you know, ask him, ask him. And I said, all right, asked him for a photo total welcoming like yeah sure come here man took a picture put his arm around my shoulder we got a photo asked me for my name what's your name told him my name good experience made but, it all better but for viewers watching right now and for the listeners I, I, I think I gotta call you on something there's a little bit of a difference between David David who <laughs> right and, of course. and Jack Black but, but the moral of the story was that of like, course it was, it was uplifting for me Michael Thomas Jalen Jones and Taylor Thomas wanted to have of of course, JT wanted to, right. JTT wanted to have a picture with you. Right. Well, the, the point he's happy is, that somebody just freaking iced him. But the point is, is like it was just nice to know that still people are approachable. I guess out there. Okay, that's true. That's very true. And I will end this conversation on this the stargazing with one real big winner. Yep. Can I give my Chris Helmsworth story? Please do it. Oh, tell this story. This is a great story. The supermarket. Have I told story. you this one? You told me this one. Okay. okay. The supermarket story. You're in the grocery ah, store. I already told you. I like it, though. You can tell them. Okay, I actually haven't told it before. No, you haven't said it on the Make It All Better podcast. That's correct. And this is why we end with this story on this particular aspect, because uh, Whole Foods, 
I'm setting the scene for you right now. They don't sponsor us, but they they, they could. If That's they right. Like. <laughs> that would be great. I already got the Amazon app every single time. Save there. three cents a pop. There it is. Three cents. Boop, boop. Make Thank it all you. better Thank podcast coming soon. We'll be in the beginning of our podcast saying, do you know where you need to shop if you want all the freshest foods on the market? Whole Foods. Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your ad if, you, if you're listening. Got kale? You will. <laughs> Go to Whole Foods. You know? Yeah. Asparagus the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. So, guys, here's what happened. Whole Foods, about five years ago, uh, I had worked on a project with Chris Helmsworth uh, where he plays a character called Thor. <laughs> you may or may have not have heard of him. Anyway, I did the end title sequence for Thor The Dark World. I painted the end title sequence, about 65 digital paintings. It was, and probably still is, my favorite project of all time. And... What happened was great because I go into Whole Foods one day, and this is right after that film had come out in 2014. Yeah, it was 2014. Anyway, so I knew it was out. It was out. It was probably three or four months in after it had been out. Uh-huh. And uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I just go into Whole Foods, and I see this behemoth of a man near the oranges. Okay, this guy was six foot four if he was three foot tall. And I'm, and I'm that height, so I go, okay, all right, buddy. All right, guy. I see you, bro. I see you. He was talking to an older woman that was probably half his height, and he was talking about an orange. He had an orange in his hand. And I looked up, and I knew immediately who it was. It was Chris Helmsworth Thor, right? Uh-huh. I had painted his face enough. I'd seen him enough. He's is very famous. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to Chris Helmsworth Thor. Is it, <laughs> is it Helmsworth is or it Hemsworth? Helmsworth or Hemsworth? Is it Helms or Hems? I don't know. I'm well, asking you because I'm unsure. It's typed H-E-M. Okay, but it's, it's Helms? It's, Okay, I don't know. I hear people <laughs> say Helmsworth. Well, you've been saying Helms. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I have, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, okay, but Is I'm that... sorry to mess the flow up. That's totally... Okay, you're right. Hem- Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Chris Hem- Hemsworth. Just, just straight Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Did you meet him and say Mr. Helmsworth? I hope you did. <laughs> I go, Mr. Helmsy. Mr. Helmsy. I go, I go, Helmsy, my man. Please pass me that orange. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. So you Papa. see him talking to this older lady. Yeah, she leaves. She buzzes off, right? Then he continues to look at this orange. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's looking at an orange. He holds it up in front of his face. He's inspecting this orange. He kind of looks at it, pulls it back, does that number like his eyesight's not that great. Then he looks to the side. And at this point, I'm over <laughs> six feet away, about eight feet away, and I have my back turned. I'm acting like I'm going through the, the salad, right? I'm doing this move on the salad, if you guys are watching right now. It's almost like a piddle move, like um, you're um, you're searching through some uh, some debris that's floating. What the hell am I talking about? Okay, anyway, yeah. you get the point. It's a salad search. Yeah, I'm salad searching. I'm, <laughs> I'm basically touching every single piece of salad. It's very, very unhealthy there at Whole Foods. I'm sorry about what I did. Anyway, I go, if I don't talk to him now, I'm not going to talk to this guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, I look over. He's got the orange in his face. I go, that's it. It's go time. Juice King! I summon all my strength. I grab Molnar. It flies into my hand. I go walking over to him. I tap him on his shoulder. I say, excuse me, Chris? He turns around. We're eye to eye. He's got the hair pulled back in the ponytail, the beard going. Kind of a beard going, I guess. Wow. Anyway, it's, Sounds it's, angelic. it's full It's full on, yeah. The orange juice is kind of cascading down. Mm-hmm. I go, hey man, I just wanted to meet you. My name is Justin Harder. I painted the end title sequence for Thor The Dark World, and I just wanted to meet you. He goes, he shook my hand, and it was like a frying pan, but I think I gave a good grip too, so maybe he's also saying that about me. Perfect. Yeah, wink, wink. Yep. So he goes, whoa. Whoa, mate, what now? I go, I painted your... I just wanted to come over and meet you because I had painted your face an awful lot for a film you were in. I did all the stuff at the end of the Dark World. He goes, holy shit, those were effing awesome, mate. That's so cool. When? 
There it is. That was it. That's the end of the story. No, that was but great. But see, if this was around the selfie time, no, 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 no. I would have taken a selfie. Yeah. But but the thing is, is that it, that selfies weren't quite. We're, we're, it wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, but I'm like against but I them hand, now. But I'm I like got, against them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everyone says like, well, all the celebrities or people you see interviewed, they always say like, I don't mind meeting people or shaking their hand or talking to them, giving them a moment, but constant selfies like you have to like I, I understand it like everyone probably that ever they just want to take a quick picture with you can I get a quick picture can I get a quick picture I feel like if you shake their hand and you have a moment with them and then if something comes about and you get a photo that's cool let me let me go on I'm not trying to that, that was a great story I don't have anything I'm not trying to one up that story I would say that I left immediately though, to nip that one in the bud yeah. I left immediately out of that Whole Foods because I quickly realized that him and I would both be going down the same aisles at different times oh, right, right. and back and forth so I'd be like hey again Chris me cool. again. nice brown sugar hey Chris how's the loaf over here in this side you know it just like hey. I had to leave right. so I left immediately called everybody I knew perfect so I going back to Michael. Let's let's do full circle here with Michael Keaton. I actually saw him as well when I went to the Grammys a few years ago. I went to the Grammys, and that's another story. With your hit single. Yeah, I actually my hit single. Love never dies. Love never dies. You remember that? And um, be sure to look that up on Spotify. Miguel Wilson. Love, Love never, never dies. dies. <laughs> and anyways, um, but I, sometimes I was, it lingers. Yeah, that was actually that was in, like, the, in the in the parentheses was, there. That was the parentheses because it's like the. It's like it's actually after the chorus when I go into that. But anyways, um, so I was at the Grammys um, as a guest, and I was in the parking lot area where all the celebrities that were going were getting dropped off to go to the event floor. So like it was pretty awesome to Great be. Spot. Yeah, it was awesome to be on that side of the rope where everyone, fans or people, are waiting to take pictures to see what celebrities come. Long story longer, um, Michael Keaton comes up with his kids. And I don't know why he was at the Grammys either, but he was. And there happened to be a poster on the wall. Tell me how perfect this would have been. There was a poster on the wall because they were going to be showing 1989 Batman with the full orchestra at Microsoft Theater coming in the next few months. Yeah, so they had the Batman poster on the wall. And I'm sitting here with Michael Keaton. He's right there. And it's right there with his kids. His kids take a picture in front of it. He's taking a picture of his kids in front of this Batman poster. I'm right there with my buddy that I'm with. Shout out to my friend Alan Ning. And Alan goes, dude, you want a picture with your favorite Batman right now? And I, I'm still, the, the remnants of yeah. the Jack Black, Clearly. years later, are ah. still in my mind. Ah, and it I said, you that deeply. And, and Michael yeah. Keaton, for anyone that knows me, as you know, is probably one of my favorites, if not the favorite, my favorite actor. And Beetlejuice, I mean, Multiplicity, Mr. Mom, Batman, I love his work. I love Michael Keaton. Grew up watching all his stuff. So I was like, I just didn't nice want to man. approach him, and then something happened. Meanwhile, I still have hope because while I was contemplating all this, another two guys walked up and were like, man, I'm a big fan, and shook his hand right in front of me. And he was like, oh, hey, thanks a lot. And like shook their hand and was cool with them. And the whole time I'm like, ah, that could probably be me, but I don't want to risk it. So I didn't approach him. That was the first experience. Flash forward to last week, you're like, I'm right here by Michael Keaton. I'm like, shake this dude's hand. Do something for me. No, I got drunk with him instead. Perfect. I'm, I'm yeah. envious. And that was, that, shake mind you, that was the only time Justin didn't call me to come hang out. Well, well I was just well, re you. repaying you for Club 33. Mm -hmm. We're uh, right now live on Miguel Wilson's feed. Looks like a thousand people are in attendance and also uh, millions <laughs> watching worldwide. And, all, and we have the podcast it's on the recording. It's still going, which Perfect. is nice too. So I think we figured out how we can work this. What I'd like to do is do a little bit of set, set decoration here, a little Later. art direction. Yeah, we will. 
This um, is just the first. This is we'll the first. We'll figure time. out. We'll figure out what to put here. I don't know why we haven't seen the cat. My sous chef cat. Um, I run a little Klaus's crock pot. She hasn't come out yet. I, I think Miguel's voice is smooth, but somehow it's also maybe irritating to Buttercup. So we got to work <laughs> on that. We got to work the kinks out there. We got to fix that up. Um, lastly, what we wanted to talk about, because we should we should nip it because we do so want to keep a nice clip of about an hour and a half. Right, we want to keep it around that. Well, we'll also, we are going to cut out a lot of fray in the intro for about five to ten minutes. It was just setting up on my mind for a bit because it's a big date. It's going to be pretty cool to see how they display the bedding. We have sheets, comforters, pillows, and blankets, and it's going to be in the bedding section at Target and on Target.com. And the blankets are so super plush and really cool. Uh, The licensors did a great job with the designing of said. Blankets and sheets and comforters. I did the drawings, and they put them all on there, and uh, and we're good to go now. So it's gonna be a huge rollout. Uh, I get the name on the label. We have also it's such a blessing and honor. Somehow my signature, my chicken scratch signature, is as big as Marvel's logo. It's so stupid. Wow. I'm so beyond humbled and blown away by it. And also I have on the tag of each and every product we have the logo for Klaus, which is my my studio. And I have my website address URL on every single tag that is on every so single awesome. bedding and bath product, bed bath uh, just bedding product that we have. Which bedding and bath again, again bath balls coming soon. Oh, I know toothbrushes, the whole deal. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that is what, and the bath mats are just going to be ridiculous. ridiculous. So that is uh, shower curtain. It's super. I'm just blown away, man. So that's me being as honest as possible. As I if I got no, into it cool. anymore, I'm going to cry. I honestly will probably shed tears on Sunday when I go to pick them up. I hope that as many kids, adults alike go and get them because so far I've actually got a lot of big, a lot of adults. I was gonna say big kids saying that they wanted uh, king size sheets, and we don't have. A lot king. of people asked that at uh, WonderCon when they were seeing the the. I don't want to say prototypes. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the samples. The samples. The samples. Yeah, you. I brought the samples to WonderCon and had them right. on the table. And I've been showing them on my Instagram. So Cloud Studios Instagram, I've been showing them, and we're going to show a couple more before Sunday just to make sure everyone knows what we're dealing with. Um, and people really wanted the king size. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I Everyone was asking, them. do you have king? Do you have these in kings? Do you have these in kings? I, yeah. I, th- I think if we do an adult a, a, an adult themed one with maybe more mature care with different characters, when I say mature characters, it's potential to do Deadpool stuff. So if we do that, then I think we're going to pu- be putting that on, on other items and maybe the king size sheets because that's a rated R flick. Right. Maybe uh, Old Man Logan stuff. That would be, that's now wrapped up in the Disney world now too because I'd love Disney to see bought your, Fox. Uh, old so. Man Logan in your style. Yeah, I've drawn him a couple. I've done a couple of commissions for people, and it's always been it's always been fun because I get to whip out the the white paint pen on on you know for what? the hair. Saying, the speaking of that, next time I want to ask you to draw some oddball Marvel characters now that. In your style, you're making me think right now. I'd like to see like some, uh, like an archangel or something. Never drawn one. See, and that's that, what I'm trying style? to find. I'm trying to find never yeah, drawn somebody one. you never drawn in yeah. your style, like an archangel. Did maybe a fun, like a, did a fun uh, what, Deadpool in a Professor X wheelchair the other day. That was cool with the hover chair. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, and the old man logo was behind him. And uh, a lot of people get a little graphic sometimes with their do with they? Their they requests. come at you. Well, we can talk person? about commissions right now for Deadpool stuff since uh, you know. Doing the end titles, you know, for a rated R film. Dive into that. So uh, people then think that as a, if I will, to cut you off there, people take that kind of as a gateway to like, let me think of something really absurd to make him, he could draw for me. Because they, they sell Deadpool, they see the end titles, right? And, and I've been kind of nipping that in the bud, to be honest. Um, do, you, do you tell people like, no, I won't draw that? Well, for the most part, for the most part, by and large, the ideas are really funny. Really, okay, really okay. funny. 
and super cool and super genuine because you know they want to see their favorite character from their favorite movie drawn a certain way, and right. I, I I love the opportunity to give them that. Right. It's only a few select times that the request gets You're a little like, outlandish ah. where I say, you know, they they wanted to see some blood with Deadpool, and uh, that was actually established early on with our title sequence. Our end titles is that we did not show violence for a reason. The whole film was so violent, you know, it's rated R for a reason that our scene would be like the little bit of a dessert. Um, at the end of that, of the end of that Very massive fun and meal. playful and jokingly. You know, you end with a, uh, rubbing a unicorn horn. He's fallen off of the spider web. I did that one in honor of Stan Lee's name there. Um, and he has the earphones on. He's using the restroom. He, right. He gets aroused when he sees that initially was over a costume design card. Costume design. He goes, he, he gets aroused. He pops a boner and he goes, what? I My, my suit's really hot. Yeah, I like my suit or something like that. But then we shifted all the names around because that's right. what happens in title sequences. And as over Ryan Reynolds' name, and I go, oh, it's got to be he's hot, he's hot, she's hot, he's hottest for or oh, for with, uh, uh, the villains. Yeah, character. for uh, Ed Screen's Ed's, character. Yeah. So, go, yeah. Um, reason I'm bringing all that up is that they want to see some violence and some blood on the commissions on some really cool like blank covers. Yeah, I get asked to do blank a lot. covers, right? That's but now cool. I've seen what happens with blank covers, and uh, they're getting resold on eBay, which. Uh, resold for a lot of money. I don't charge a lot for my commissions. I really don't. And uh, to see what they're being sold for after they get them CGC'd, fascinating. Dude, up in the 500s, they're reselling wow. on eBay. 450, mm-hmm. 500, I saw one that I did. I did one where it was the exact replica knockoff of um, of Avenger, of, of, I'm sorry, of 89. Uh, New, New, New Mutants 89. Oh, right, right. First right. appearance of Deadpool. And, um, I did the exact cover, but in your style, and it took it. It was a higher commission because there's a lot of different faces there, and I only draw with a marker. I don't draw any pencil. I don't do any pencil line work first. I go for it. So I'm really concentrating hard. I actually drew that the morning before Comic Con because I wanted to make sure that I did it right. I didn't want to draw it at Comic Con. I knew that I didn't have a good place to put the, right, the right. paper down. In the so, zone. so did that one, and it actually was selling on eBay for I think for upwards of six. And I was like, dang, I charged, I think, 110 for that whole commission. Yeah, I mean, And that was, that was you know, Deadpool with like six faces there. And then also... I made a big profit on that one. Well, <laughs> Papa, Papa don't preach. And on top of that, on top of that one, what's crazy is that they had me put a little balloon in someone's hand at the top. Yeah. And on the balloon, I had a... Um, so we got a lot of... We're getting some thumbs up and questions now. Oh, questions. Yeah. What booth oh. will you be at this year for Comic-Con? There's no way we know oh. yet. We don't know that yet. God, right? that's really a great question. Thank you for asking. I actually do not have a booth this year at Comic-Con. But I got waitlisted because I got out of small press, and I uh. went and put myself into the booth area because I wanted to have a 10x10. Because now I have all the goods for the 10x10 because the product line and all this stuff. Anyway, they go and waitlist me because they put me on the, the Artist Alley waitlist. I go... Yo, I don't want to be an artist alley. The, the table's like three foot wide. I go. I would never go from small press to artist alley. If anybody's been to Comic Con before, you know that's a downshift. There's nowhere to go. We were just talking about that earlier. Nowhere to go. So, so they put me on the wrong list, and now I don't have a, a booth. And now I think it's just a sign not to do it. But I will be there for whoever asks we'll that there. question. I'll be there. We'll I will be there. be there for for two days. And here's what I plan to do. This is super kind of working work in progress idea right now. I have a bunch of extra posters from WonderCon where I put the Avengers on a train, a Disneyland, Thunder Mountain, Thunder Big Mountain. Thunder Mountain Railroad. I put Love them all in the... And I put the Star Wars land in the background. We have an X-Wing fighters going. And everybody, so I did about 100 prints too many. And I only sold probably 75 of those things at WonderCon. So I got 100 of these prints. 
and I'm going down to Comic Con, and I'm going to be selling those in a hotel lobby. That's fun. So or I'm going to like a, where's so Waldo? You, t- you talk about your art drop. I'm doing a print drop where Papa's going to sit there in a lobby, and I'll have them all next to me. I'll have myself a nice I'm beer. I most likely will be there. Justin will be telling me to dance. <laughs> that's right. That's there. right. So do you think this is a good idea? No, I'm I just think that's an amazing idea. I think like the Omni on a Saturday morning. I wanna, Saturday all day? I want to do a print now so I could team up with you just to piggyback with you. Just Whoops. to be like, you're doing yours. To be like, you can find me with Justin, and do I'm going to have an exclusive Comic-Con print with there you. There you go. We can even do a podcast from uh, from while we're doing that from like the hotel. Thank lobby. you, whoever said that, that, that. Now we have a plan. Yeah, thanks for teeing it up, guys. Uh, I think it's be Saturday at the Omni or the Hilton, but it's all gonna be the Gaslamp Quarter. Yeah. I'm gonna stay in the Gaslamp Quarter. You can be walking right from the convention center. Come over and get a print. I might have other prints. I might do commissions. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not gonna have a big setup, obviously, because I'll be just like totally loitering in a, in a hotel lobby. But you know yeah, what? We'll if you're that. paying for a drink or something, they're fine. Yeah, we'll make it work. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. This is pretty cool to see folks yeah, are gonna, on there. Next we're gonna, time, we're going gonna... to promote it before. Like, sure. Tonight, we're going to be live. Watch us tune in because people don't know. Plus, sure. we're like right when everyone's probably trying to wrap up their workday right now. It's 530. That's true. Maybe next time, we'll have a little late night with Miguel. We'll like an 8 or 9 o'clock starting time. Well, this is one of those things where we just decided on the on the, the, on the cuff even just to put the live yeah, I mean, on. This, if anyone could see this, we probably should take a picture with this later today to post. On okay, the stories to look just to show how MacGyver this is Papa, right here. Can you hear this with the rubber bands and the and the, the masking tape that's holding okay. the phone up okay. right now? What I'll we do? It. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're getting some people posting some bed game stuff here. Add this to the story with a little fire. There we've we got go. the old blaze and fire here. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I, I I forgot we're st- we're we're still talking on the podcast. We got to make sure to, to let those people know that we're, we're we're on there as well. We're live right now from Santa Monica, California. Thank you very much. We are here with, um, actually, you are here with Justin Harder Hello. and Miguel Wilson. Hello. You're tuned in to Justin and Miguel Make It All Better podcast, episode one, the inaugural <laughs> episode. Absolutely. And, and it's going to only get better from here. We're getting some hearts over there. We appreciate it. We, we take hearts. I'm doing the boomerang right now to my story to show you how this thing is this, Yeah, there it is. kind if, of MacGyver together you, here. If, when you're listening to this podcast, which obviously by the time you listen to this, it's come and gone. It's, it's no longer live. But, I'm going to save that because I want to... Yeah, that's right. But when you do listen to this, make sure you go check out Justin's Instagram page. He's posting all kinds of stories right now about bed game, about what we're doing, about this MacGyvered camera setup in here. And everything from here to the Mississippi is uh, being posted on his Instagram stories. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so check, nice out his, check out his work. Check out everything in between his work, my work. Send us your work. Whatever you want to do. That'd be let's, cool. Let's do it. We'll, we'll, That'd be we'll cool. check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Let me plug your work, though. Let's do it. You we'll, have, we'll, you we'll, have we'll, some... we'll kick over Monsterpalooza. Okay. Let's do that. We'll wrap it with that. Okay. You got it. Uh, I will segue into Monster Palooza for you, so I can explain but it a little ahead. bit. You can tell about. I don't know much about it, so I might let you segue. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to try my best. Monster Palooza is a convention now, an annual convention held at the Pasadena Convention Center. That's correct. It's three days. That's correct. It's three days, which and the first day took me by surprise. The first day this year went from um, I want what was it? It was like 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. That's a late night for a con. Right, it makes sense though for Monster Palooza. For Monster Palooza, it's a blast. Yeah. yeah, so it's pretty much a convention that's based around monster movie makeup artists, horror films, horror films, obviously. Oh, makeup um, artists. There's cosplayers there as well. You see all kinds of crazy killers walking around there, movie monsters. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there are illustrators, there's um, concept artists, there's um, all kinds of cool uh, celebrities that come that are from your favorite monster movies. They come and do signings there and you could you can take pictures with and you could get things signed. So there's it's a lot of fun. And um, like you said, it's three days. Is this your first time? This is my first time that I am actually a vendor. I had, I had my first year attending was actually the year before it was last year hmm. and I had a blast there and what happened was um, meeting people networking like we do ran into some people that know the gentleman the, the guy that runs it and said you know what I should introduce you uh, to Elliot this, this guy that runs the show and um, I think your stuff would be really cool for it and you know should check it out and see if you can get a booth nice. and that's when I heard they had actually already kind of stopped taking vendors in for the year it was a little late but um, I got in and I got a booth um, I shared a booth with my buddy actually um, Nerdy Chavez who if you've come to Designer Con you see him with at my booth for Rad Retro Power he um, is a great illustrator I like that name Nerdy Chavez Nerdy Chavez mm -hmm. Nerdy Chavez yep that's, that's pretty good it's awesome and he's a fine artist like he's a painter he paints he's got amazing line work well anyways uh, he shared the booth with me and um, we had a blast we put out the old Captain Jackson figure we designed a few years ago that I had for sale at Designer Con that's now sold out. That was on display. Um, did not take the Jamie Star figure, which people that follow me know is the Prince figure that uh, most people also know the story now that it got shut down by the Prince estate. So I don't really show that off at any cons anymore. Could you show it? I don't want to. You know what? I was because of my. I just don't want to draw any more attention to it from me. I had a respect for the estate because they they were pretty serious and it was a, a little more than your typical season desist. You got clapped got down. Yeah, clap they down. they really wanted to make sure that you know what this is getting a lot of attention and a lot of love. This is a powerful thing. I feel like so they were like, stop every angle of it. So that's why you don't see me post a lot of that. But. I'm, I was just happy so many people enjoyed it. A lot of people loved it. I mean, a lot of Prince fans were reposting it on Prince blogs and, and you know, on uh, Prince fan Instagram accounts and all that. So that's why I think it caught so much attention and so much, it got it got rolling pretty quick, you know? How many people do you think show up at this thing? Monsterpalooza? Yeah. You said there was a line out front. This line out front of this place was wrapped around the whole building and then some. And I know for a fact on Saturday I had people that's trying to stuff. get in. People were waiting two and a half to three hours to get a ticket for Monsterpalooza on Saturday. Well, yeah, I was actually on that line and you weren't answering your, your phone oh, again. Was, so oh. I was wondering what, <laughs> what may have happened. Yeah. Nice. But anyways, moving on to uh, the con now. So I wanted to create something. Well, I hope you had a good time. Yeah, 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 I did. Well, I people did. were on the bread line. You came <laughs> to throw a crumb too. I actually, yeah. I we had a bunch of little Eddie Munsters out there, I by the way. I threw some bread. I thought some of it may have got to you for a snack. But, yeah, well, it was. I think that's... Somebody else said, come by. I got that. Swamp yeah. thing might have picked pick that up. Take it, yeah. take it that way. Yeah, yeah. You, were you getting, threw you, me out with a stinking... You were getting boxed out by Michael Myers out there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a bread piece I threw at you. What was the most cosplayed cosplay? Um, it was all the, the, the classics. Horror, the, I mean, the, I don't want to say classics, because I say classics and universal monsters. No, I would say the traditional... Not even traditional. The typical the universal monsters. monsters. No, no, no. Dra not universal Dra monsters. I, I would say when I say classic, I think of universal monsters, but it wasn't. It was ah. the the common horror movie monsters. Jason, Freddy, Chucky's. It was all those. I see, I see, I see, you I know? see. But I see. Um, what I wanted to say was for the for the show, I was telling you, I did this... Um, well, I called it the Bloodsucker Pin. But I wanted to tell, speak some history on it because obviously it's David from the Lost Boys movie. Here, I'll put this up into the camera. Oh, into, up into the camera. It's uh, the uh, listeners right now. I'm showing the Bloodsucker pen. It's available. 
It's yeah. Web online or not? Not yet. It's going to be up on my site soon. The the MiguelWilsonArt.com. But uh, can he show a small sample of his drawings? That sucks, man. Well, I'd love to meet you. No, Miguel is a shish. I'll buy one for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, hey, Burton, Burton, many, Burton, many says, can you show a sample of his drawings? Yeah, Miguel's work. Uh, you don't have a sketchbook here with you. Right I don't. Now. No, we'll have to just. But I you don't want you to log off. Go on my page. Yeah. His Instagram page. There you go. And he got the uh, the actual dude. You took a picture with. This Not man. this guy, but another guy from. Oh, Lost I thought Boys it was movie. this man. This man is Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, this is Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. So, Jeez. Yeah, we got to watch it. So here's the thing. Doing? Here's on, the no, thing. Hold me over the coals for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a terrible human being. Actually, so. <laughs> <laughs> don't, Jack. Don't throw that Jack. He'll yeah. shoot your ass. Okay. So what I wanted to say about the bloodsucker pin was um, the idea came from was I actually was asked to do a uh, Simpsons Halloween art show. A tribute Simpsons Halloween art show. There you go. So I, I, go. I love the Lost Boys movie. And I hadn't seen, uh, I had wished The Simpsons would do a Halloween special with the Lost Boys kind of in there. Mm -hmm. So I drew my own. I drew my own set of Lost Boys kind of in that Simpsons style. And that, that also blew up. So many people loved it. I sold my original piece in that art show. Um, and yeah, I got a lot of love. So I figured, you know, excuse me, I wanted to make a pin for uh, Monster Palooza to have something to follow up with and to kind of try to be extra creative instead of making a usual backer card with a poly bag for the pin packaging I went ahead and made um, an actual die cut uh, display for the pin that's the actual cave from the movie where the Lost Boys that's like their coffin where they sleep in is in this cave okay. so when you open the cave the pin is inside there I thought that was a nice touch gotcha and um, posting that as well on social media I know friends and followers got a kick out of that and so it made me happy and uh, at the con as well, um, people were moved. excited to see. Yeah, yeah, it moved pretty well. I didn't you know, sell out or anything. I made about 100 pins. I still have some that I'm going to make available on my website soon here. People have been asking me. What's interesting, I don't know if you get this as well. I'm sure you do, Mr. Superstar Klausi himself, that I get people from different countries sometimes after cons that ask me if I'll put it online. I got some people from Chile and from Spain contact me saying, um, do you have any more of the bloodsucker pins after Monster Palooza? I'd like to buy some. How much is shipping? And nice. that that was cool. That for me, it's no like, less where than twenty. It? No where? less than twenty to Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for sure. Well, it's actually really small though too. It might be actually cheaper. Yeah. So I get that every once in a while, but um, but people, the follow through is not what you would hope. Right. Right. A lot of the time. It's just the excitement at the time. It, it's the same way with me. I'm like, I look at a, a, a new shoe and I'm like, I hope that goes online. I'll buy it when it goes online. No, I won't. Yeah, I didn't buy it online. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like, uh, you know. Did you submit anything for the D23 design challenge? My, did you? I I submitted. Um, it wasn't necessarily D23, but it was for the um, Jared Mariyama's Quick Mickey Challenge. He is a famous Disney artist that does the hipster Mickey and a lot of famous uh, Disney pattern designs that are in the Disney stores all around the world. Well, he, every year around his birthday, he does the Quickie Mickey Challenge, mm. which is just drawing a Mickey Mouse character in your style or however you want and have fun with it. And then when you post it, you tag other artists you'd like to see or friends. And so I did do one. It is on my page. I did kind of like a B-Boy Mickey, which is like a breakdancing Mickey Mouse character. And I tagged Justin Harder in it, which he's yet to draw his Mickey. So this is a good time to call you out. Actually, it's a perfect time. I can draw it right now. Yeah, we could, we could do it right now live on the show. That would be 
That would be phenomenal. For the thousands in attendance oh and the millions God. watching around the world. That is for you, Kathleen Rebus. Thank you for the hearts as well. <laughs> I gotta find my pens. You want to show everybody on the camera right show now some, some of these art? Look at that. Let's, I'll do that. So here is some of the Justin. I'm gonna go in the kitchen and get my artwork pens. Some yeah. Colored Gamora from Justin. Colored Gamora. There she is. I didn't really like how she turned out. There's a little too much green there. I'll do a quick Mickey for you, but we're not gonna spend long on this. We're not gonna spend long. Are on you this? gonna try this too? You want me to do a quick Mickey? Yeah. I did my Mickey. <laughs> I, I can do a Mickey for you here. Ah, dude. I'll do a Mickey as well, but you know, I need a paper and pencil. I didn't bring anything. I love how this man just goes for it with pen. For all those, we, you know what? We, we are so disrespectful to the, the people that are listening in. We, just, we only cater oh, to the shoot. camera. Oh, we shoot. only cater to the camera. No, so, right. No, 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 I, I'm, right. no I've, right. I've got you covered. To everyone listening in, uh, Justin's done a few strokes of just angelic lines here while he's drawing this quickie Mickey. He's having a blast. He looks like he could possibly be concentrating. He's got the Michael Jordan tongue out right now. Dang, I should I should do books online, shouldn't I? I'm yeah, just gonna... <laughs> yeah you, you do have it down. Thanks. Guys. Look, oh, 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 the battery died. My battery oh, died. Everyone was waiting. My battery died, dude. We gotta go on your phone. I need your, we gotta go switch it. To, no, no one, no, dude, my phone died. Phone is dead. Phone it's is dead. dead. So. No, this is amazing. We'll, we'll wrap it up. So okay, okay, we're back. We're, we're back, back. We're back. Okay, this is this is recording. This is the quickie Mickey. No one's <laughs> gonna say. I, I actually need to have a picture of Mickey. We're gonna redo it. it. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm your best friend. That mouth is not not right. As as your friend, I'm going to tell you that right now. No, it ain't. <laughs> I need to have an image of Mickey here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's do this but anyways, later. No, yeah, we'll do that later. Um, Here's the thing. So I'll wrap up. Monster Palooza was a blast. Good, good. So overall, would you do Monster Palooza again? I would. Overall, I would. Um, I will say this, though, that it's definitely a very uh, specific, uh, obviously, crowd and, and, and style of artwork I think that would sell there. Um, you know, people are, are horror fans. People are monster fans. So unless you have something that's more in that genre, you know, why are you there kind of type thing. Right, right. Where right. my work doesn't really revolve around that. I had the Lost Boys prints, and I had some thriller artwork, and that's kind of what did the best. And I sold a lot of stickers and stuff like that. Um, but my other art, it, it, it sold. A, I sold a little, but not as much as I would have liked, and that was the stuff not as related to art. I mean, to horror. I'm sorry, which was like um, my animation model series stuff, where I'm drawing like some movie characters I like that were never cartoon characters in the animation style, and and doing the the action kind attitude turn turns and, yeah. and facial expressions with them. Yeah. Sold John some Wick of those. One. John Wick, uh, Drive, Ryan Gosling and Drive, and then the. The Lost Boys one I did, though, was of Michael from the Lost Boys. The actor's name is Jason Patrick. He's the one I did get to meet, and he signed my, my print for me. I gotcha. That so, was the difference there. That was a okay. lot of fun. Okay. So I got to meet him, you know, really down-to-earth, chill, cool guy. Dude, very nice. I'd love to do Monster Palooza again, and for everyone tuning in, we're so glad you were able to tune in with us and spend our first episode with us. Uh, we're looking forward to many more to come, and we are excited to not only take time to um, interact, we want to have fun here at the Make It All Better podcast. Yeah, I think that's a great point when you bring up, well, the, the fact is that we're, we're both professional, we're, we're working yeah. artists, you know? We're both in kind of different industries, but I think we both have a lot of experience to talk about uh, past projects, future projects, okay current projects. You can say professional. Yeah, I was going to say pro, but I didn't know how that would make me feel inside, inside my soul. I didn't but, know what would pro. happen. I just want to tell you you're a pro. At this point, I would hope that I'm a pro. You're a pro. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. Papa just made me feel so, so good, good inside my belly. I, you know, my heart is warm. I, my heart is full right we, now. We have another episode to talk about that. Then we'll, we'll dive into that next episode. I think but, that'll be good. Like, what makes an artist and pro? Sure, sure. We'll I save mean, it. We'll save it. Well, Let's, first of all, you have to be making your income from art, from well, making art, from making design. And we will dive into it yes. now. We're not going to get into it. But what I want to say is that yeah, that yeah. is the perspective that we're going to achieve on this podcast. I think that's what in, in, kind of excites me and interests me in doing something. Besides talking about pop culture and the world that we love so much and being fanboys and geeking out, is, yeah. is the other side of it is that uh, we want to talk about craft. So we'll talk about that as well. Let's, let's end on this is fun. Justin and Miguel's each ending tip of the day. Tip of the day. What is your typography tip of the day for anyone out there learning or, or even ex experts of typography? What is something you'd say a good rule of thumb when it comes to typography? And I'm going to help you. I want to help you think about this. Something I've heard, tell me if this is true or not, is a lot of times, um, I don't want to, actually, I don't want to call this person out, but this person was a really well-known, I won't say the name, um, illustrator, graphic designer, and, and really, I, I guess, well-known in typography did stuff for American Apparel back in the day, and he told me at dinner one time that his thing was, if you're gonna use two different size types, you better make it so drastic that they're so different. In contrast. Like in contrast, sizes, like he yeah. makes one like 120 size, and he'll make the other one like seven point. Yeah. Um, so that's something I've heard. So let, sure. let me, just well, to get to, your to play, juices. To, to play off that, before you even started that story, I was gonna say, go bigger or go smaller with your type. Because I can guarantee you, if you typeset something on a on on any document, if you're well, it depends on what you're doing it for, of course. But if you're doing a style frame, because my expertise is kind of in style frame creation yep. mm -hmm. with typography, so style frames is what sets up the concepting for any opening sequence that you see, any end title sequence that you see. It's always set up through uh, concept style frames to begin with. Um, and if you're setting type in there, I would either say uh, and crop type a lot. I like a lot, a lot of crop type. I feel it gives an energy to the piece. Uh, mm -hmm. I did the opening sequence for Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. It's been on the same. Uh, our opening sequence has been airing now for five years. And mm. that sequence has big type, has small type. It's got sporadic type. It's got crop type. It's got kinetic typography. And uh, I feel like it still holds up five years later. Um, but I can guarantee if you set that, that typeface down first, you go back the next day, you're going to either have wanted to go bigger or go smaller with it. Most of the time, if you're doing a title sequence, it's going to be going smaller with a lot of typography. Because you have to remember how 1920-1080 is an HD frame, and these TVs nowadays are huge. I mean, 60 inches, 65 inches, now yep. people are going 70 inches, whatever it is. So if you have a mid-range typeface in there, it's going to be a lot bigger than you first realized, which is going to take a lot of the composition up in a way that you might not have initially thought or expected and so I would probably err on the side of going a little smaller with some of the stuff. So your tip of the day would be when it comes to typeface, go big or go smaller. Bingo. Thank you. Thank you. I like that. What is your tip of the day? And then we're going to play our song to Yes, uh, wait, to we got to hold out. it. We got to hold it. I don't know. So, I didn't even touch it. it. It just started working. <laughs> so, tip of the day, let's see. I I had a meeting on toy design yesterday with some individuals and a lot of people think toy design, they think of how awesome the sculpt looks of the figure, they think of the rad package design. All of these things are obviously very eye-catching and amazing and selling points to a figure that makes a figure great. That's, that's true. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get down to toy design, one of the main keys I'd say for the tip of the day, and for anything I feel like a project in art, is your scheduling of your time and organization. 
because when you make a figure or you make any type of toy, um, you always need to have that buffer time in there. You always need to make sure your schedule gives time for every step of the way. And what I mean by that is like if you have an end date and time when you want something done by, you want to work backwards from that and you want to make sure you give yourself more than enough time to account for any hiccups, to account for any creative blocks, to account for any any things that might cause a delay with a printer you're using or uh, you know whether it's a 3D print or a graphic design packaging print or whether that's for a sculptor or whatever it may be you want to make sure you're scheduling and you're and you're always organized in all of your that that's my trick at least to make sure everything is not as stressful and everything stays on track planning so planning organization and scheduling that's my tip of the day make yeah. sure you're on it don't be just going with the flow attitude it doesn't work in when you're working on a big project you can't just go with the flow you have a not plan. when files need to be turned in production files yeah you could do that with sketches maybe yeah. the first couple days but yeah. you got to start nailing it down Mm -hmm. Brass taxes are due, baby. Give yourself a hard deadline. My um, shout out to my dad, my old man, my pops. He always says, like, in our in our industries, our, my dad was an architect growing up. Um, he was always the type that t he was always the one to tell me, like, when when you're an artist, you always you can always revise something. You can always go back and say, oh, I should have done it this way, or maybe I should fix this. I should fix that. I've talked to you a little bit about this too. Whereas, here's another tip that. Give yourself always a hard deadline to be done with something, whether it's a project or a sketch or anything, to tell yourself, like, you know what? It's done now. Sure. It's done. Don't yep. look back. Yep. And that's something we've discussed, too, where you told I, me, like, at <clears> some <throat> point you say, well, that flow, I caught this flow, and I I rode the flow as long as I could. I put it down, and I'm done with it. I'm not going to worry about it now. I'm move on to the next thing. Well, people tend to get uh, into a mindset where everything's precious. And what you just... That's exactly so spoke to was how you need to be finished with something and get it done and not think it needs to be perfect because I can guarantee you it won't ever be perfect and you're always going to look back on it wishing you could do this out of the other everything that I've worked on I always look at it I see all the mistakes just like every actor and director you can they ever talk about the director all can't even watch their film sometimes because all they see are the decisions they didn't make yep so the preciousness that sometimes has uh Drowned our creative freedom because that we're sitting there. Time. We're sitting there going, uh, uh, it needs to be. And you go, why? Did, why does it need to be? I'm putting those stipulations on myself. I'm I'm making those ramifications to my own creative output because it needs to be a certain way. It doesn't need to be a certain way. You can put something together that you worked on for five minutes. You can post it, you know, or you can move on from it. But now that we've in such a visual medium, social medium, visually with Instagram taking over. The, the social media landscape. Uh, it's now the best time to be a visual art artist because you now have such a platform. Where this used to be websites, we'd post to websites and people would go or not go. Now you have an Instagram that is filled with your everyday every day gallery. Mm -hmm. Somebody can immediately judge you, immediately, and scroll through all your years and years of hard work and they can scroll through with one quick thumb motion mm -hmm. and they're, they go, oh, cool. And pass and judgment. They, or you give the, this one, right? They go, meh. The old M-E-H, you know? No matter what happens in life, no matter how good you think you did something, somebody can always look at it and just go, meh. Always. Isn't it funny? It's so funny because you can look at what they did and you go, Man. <laughs> <laughs> it goes right back to it. And that's a great ending. We're like, yeah, just let's just drag out the echo laugh. <laughs> and then we'll play this. And then we play this. So thank you guys thank so you much guys for, for tuning in. Tuning in. We'll see you again soon. Reach out.
Miguel and Justin slash Justin Miguel make it all better. better. Also, you could find Justin Harder's um, Instagram tag is Klaus. Klaus Studios, CLAUSstudios.com. And you can find me, Miguel Wilson, just at Miguel Wilson. And my website, MiguelWilsonArt.com. That's great. So good.